Did you know that Meyer Hatchery loves pumpkins and pumpkin spice as much as we do? So much so that they have made a new category on their website. They know just as well as we do that nothing says fall like pumpkin spice. And for this fall, they have pumpkin spice chickens. (gasps) What? This category features the colors of fall with all of their buff, golden, red, and tan breeds. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And with Meyer Hatchery, it's never too late or early in the year to order new poultry friends. Meyer Hatchery offers over 160 breeds of poultry, including chickens, ducks, geese, turkeys, guineas, and game birds. So check out their website at MeyerHatchery.com and you can get $5 off your online order when you use the code DRINKANDFARM at checkout. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. <laughs> oh, hey there, Bev. I'm glad there's a screen between us, otherwise I would have your beer on me right now. You definitely Ooh. would have. That one opened just a tad violently, and that was not <laughs> by my doing. Oh my, there's like there's beer speckle on everything over here. <laughs> that means it's going to be a great episode. So what did you open over there? So I opened a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Oh, hey! Ah, and you'll all figure out why we're so excited about that in a few minutes. But I did open it, but I poured it very poorly, and there's, like, so much head on this. I poured mine a little better. Look, mine looks like an Oktoberfest beer. It does. It does. But what is yours? So mine is a Petoskey Brewing Horny Monk. Oh, yes! I could not find an Oktoberfest beer, but for some reason, monks make me think of Oktoberfest, so I thought that that was close enough. (laughs) And Belgium is really close to Germany, right? I think. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Mm. I'm not so good with the geography. (laughs) Because I was looking at uh, a map when we were doing research for this of Germany, and I was like, why did I not realize how close Switzerland and Poland was? I should know that. It's pretty decent history there with Poland and Germany. So, oh, yeah. You know, I'm a couple, (laughs) I'm a little removed from my high school and college years, so that's my excuse. (laughs) Yeah, a quick history lesson, or I guess geography lesson. Belgium is actually officially the kingdom of Belgium, and it is its own country in Western Europe, and it's bordered by the Netherlands to the north and Germany to the east. So that yes. should help. That yeah. is very helpful, uh, calibrating my brain to those locations. So thank you. Mine too. Geography was never really my thing either. I never did well in it. <laughs> I did pretty well. You know, you probably had to do those maps in school where it was the United States and you had to fill in all the different states and where they were. Yeah. I usually would do pretty good with that. But world geography, I'm a little iffy on, especially Europe. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot going on over there. Our drink peep this episode is our friend and teammate, Katie Montgomery. And she is at Sticky Holler Farm over on the Instagram. So cheers, Lenny. Prost. Prost. There we go. (laughs) So if you haven't figured it out by now, this dive bar, we are going to go over the history. 
history of Oktoberfest. Super excited about this. Generally, it happens around this time-ish of year. 2021 was canceled, as obviously 2022 was. But the reason they canceled it back in May was because if they didn't make the decision back in May to cancel it this year and continue to plan, they'd lose a lot of money and it would be Mm -hmm. really bad for their economy there in Munich. So they're hoping for 2022. We're going to link to some information about the 2022 festival. So if you want to go... Definitely start planning now, but like there are package deals where you can go for a couple days. And really, in my opinion, price it's it's expensive, but for what you get, really not that bad. I was kind of surprised. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. So we haven't done a drunk history in a while, so I thought it would be fun to do a dive bar and be a little festive with our Oktoberfest. I like it. I like it. So we will link to our sources for you all to see in the show notes so make sure you check those out but we'll just start off with some basic facts oktoberfest is the world's largest folk festival and the most popular every oktoberfest attracts millions of visitors and i think one of the figures i saw was like six million. <gasps> oh my gosh that's a lot of people <laughs> yeah so you might have to fact check myself on that but it is over like three weeks so it's not just a couple days Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. But very few people, including myself until we did research for this episode, know how Oktoberfest began or even who to thank for Oktoberfest as it's known today. So today we're going to change all of that, whether you like it or not. But I guess if you don't <laughs> like it, you'll just stop listening. But it's really interesting and I am very German, so this was just good information for me to know. And I had a lot of fun with it personally. Yeah, um, I'm very German. Also, hey. my maiden name is German. Hey, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, my great grandfather came over here from Germany in 1904. Oh. See, I don't know that yeah. level of detail. All I know, and we've talked about this before too. It's nothing to celebrate. But I'm related to Eva Braun, <laughs> who was Hitler's mistress. So yeah. that's how German I am. Not that that's something I want to go around <laughs> like being proud of, obviously. But <laughs> But that's that's how I know I'm German. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. So how did Oktoberfest originally start? So Oktoberfest was actually originally a horse race. Yes. Ooh. And one rule still applies in the beer tents at Oktoberfest, and that's the customer is king. Yet we have a civil officer to thank for this annual get-together of approximately 6 million visitors. In a very cozy setting. That's where I found that figure. But Andreas Michael Dahl Army, member of the Bavarian National Guard, had the great idea of celebrating a wedding a little differently for a change. So Prince Regent Ludwig of Bavaria, the later King Ludwig I, and Princess Therese of Saxony Hildburghausen <laughs> were to be honored with a huge horse race. And very large names. The financier and Calvary major shared his idea with King Mark's I Joseph, King Mark's the first Joseph of Bavaria, who was impressed from the get-go. The couple were married on October 12th, 1810, with the festivities taking place on the 17th of October on the grounds of Theory. Okay, I wrote this out phonetically, guys, but it's still a lot. Theory. Theresian Weezer. Thank you. That's more German than Sam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Their easier reason 
Therisian Weezer <laughs> to be later named after the bride and featuring the exact horse race suggested. And even though there weren't any beer tents or fairground rides at the time, it marked the birth of Oktoberfest. And in 1824, Munich City awarded Andreas Michael Dahl Army the first Gold Citizens Medal for inventing Oktoberfest. And he was buried at Alter Sudfriedhof Cemetery, and a street has been named after him in the German in the neighborhood of Neuhausen, Nymphenburg. Man, I need to learn German. It's really not that hard. And when you listen to German pronunciations and read it, you're like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing there. But then when you're just mm-hmm. reading it, a day removed from listening to the pronunciations, it's a little like, I know this, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I need me some Rosetta Stone. <laughs> I think you just have to sound really angry when you're yes. pronouncing the German words and that helps get the because you're supposed to like very (sighs) hard enunciate certain things and it's easier to do when you're really worked up nine 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 (laughs) (laughs) there we go that means no if anybody is curious (laughs) doesn't So in 1810, a year after the wedding happens, everyone basically agreed that they wanted more of what Oktoberfest had. So uh, without the royal wedding, the festival needed a new organizer, and that became the Landwirtschaftlicher? Yes. And the way I wrote it off, it sounds like Schaftlicher, which sounds really dirty, (laughs) but that's what it sounds like. So it's Landwirtschaftlicher. Okay. Something like that. But yes. <laughs> yes. And he is part of the Bavarian Agricultural Association. So there's the tie back to farming yes. for those that were looking yes. for that. <laughs> and that is much easier to say. Bavarian Agricultural yes. Association. Yes. It is. <laughs> the newfound festivities created the perfect opportunity for the association to shine a spotlight on their own wares. And... As was notorious at the time, one big historical event followed after another, which is why by 1813, the newly established Oktoberfest already had to be canceled for the first time on account of the Napoleonic Wars. Yes. That's right. This is, that's the time period that we're in right now. A little ghost, a little uh, podcast ghost walk. Yes, there we go. Right there. (laughs) Yes. So after the war... Oktoberfest was financed privately until the city's forefathers made the event a top priority in 1819. So just a few short (laughs) years later, but I'm sure it felt... A few short years later. Yep. And even in the uppermost circles, the news had arrived that Oktoberfest was guaranteed to draw a crowd and that it would generate a wealth of revenue and should therefore be celebrated annually. So that's why we do it every year. Wish you could ask us your questions, share your can't-evens, or tell your farm story to us out loud. You can do that now by calling and leaving us a voicemail. Just call 401-426-3276, which is 401-426-FARM, if you've been putting off typing your farm story because you don't want to. That just takes too much time. Well, now you can call us and just tell us about it. We love to play these voicemails on the minisodes like the one you're listening to right now, but obviously we will still take your stories, questions, and can't-evens in written form as well. Bottom line, we just want to hear from you. 
So make sure you call us and leave us a voicemail at 401-426-FARM. All right. So now we're in 1850 and there was another event that was really worth celebrating. The statue of Bavaria, guardian of Oktoberfest and symbolic figure of Bavaria state was unveiled and dedicated a place in the Hall of Fame. But this historical highlight gave way to some more challenging years. War and cholera provided many things, but festival spirit was not one of them. It was another couple of decades until the time came for the Oktoberfest institution as we know it to kind of really rev up. But in 1881, the first roasted chicken outlet opened and traditional chicken continues to be served to the hungry Oktoberfest visitors to this day. In the late 19th century, Oktoberfest continued to develop into the festival that is kind of what you expect to experience today. Booths and carousels with electrical lighting appeared and performers came, and due to the increased demand of the brewery set up huge beer tents with musicians instead of their usual small beer stalls. People wanted big-ass beers, man. (laughs) I mean, that's what Oktoberfest is about, right? It is now, and I was looking on the website, too, because they list out what the beer will cost you. And the Euro to American conversion for one of those big steins that you're going to get was like $13. Oh, that's actually not that bad when you think about it. Like, I'm pretty sure yeah. I paid 15 bucks for a beer at a baseball game and not right. a fancy beer and not a big one. <laughs> right. So if you're looking to get a little crunk, as the kids probably don't say anymore, at Oktoberfest, <laughs> make sure you save your pennies and just kind of expect to pay between 13 and 15 American dollars for a big beer. Yeah. So now we know that it has taken a while for Oktoberfest to kind of ramp up to the festival that we now recognize it as today. In 1910, to mark the 100th anniversary of Oktoberfest, 12,000 hectoliters of beer were poured at the Shore Brewersal, the huge festival tent that seated 12,000 people at the time. And every year, new and more exciting rides have been appearing at Oktoberfest. And in 1950, the mayor of Munich, Thomas Wimmer, tapped the first keg in the Schottenhamel tent for the first time. And ever since, it has been customary for the mayor to kick off Oktoberfest, and the famous words, Utzapt, have gained cult status over time. I believe that means it's open. Oh, I didn't think to translate it. Yeah, when I was looking around. So that is their opening festival. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Which would be really cool to see. Yeah. That would be. (laughs) So like we already said, today, Oktoberfest is the world's largest folk festival, and it draws around 6 million people annually. And every year, it breaks new records from the quality of the beer consumed through the amount of chicken devoured. So beer and chicken, (laughs) two things synonymous with Oktoberfest. And in 2005, a quiet Oktoberfest was introduced to make the world's largest folk festival more attractive to families. So basically, real Oktoberfest was too rowdy for the little ones, so they made (laughs) quiet Oktoberfest, (laughs) which it has children at it, so it's probably really not all that quiet, but maybe it's a little less rowdy in a raunchy sort of way. Less drunk. Yes. There we go. There we go. 
Business owners are only allowed to play party music after 6 p.m., and they can only play Bavarian brass band music prior to that time. So basically, mm. during the quiet Oktoberfest, they make it more like traditional and not so party. Family friendly, less wenchy, and rowdy. <laughs> yeah. So the history of Oktoberfest continues to be reborn in the most wonderful of ways. In 2010, to mark the 200th anniversary, in addition to regular Oktoberfest, there was a historical festival that took place in the south part of Theories and Weezer, which was to remind festival goers of the festival's history. So basically, Oktoberfest sprouted an offshoot Oktoberfest that's more historical. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the Renaissance <laughs> Festival of Oktoberfest. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And that festival has lots of family-friendly programming, but also lots of cultural activities. And there's horse racing at it, which is what this whole sprouted from to begin with. And they called it Oida Wiesen. Mm-hmm. That is the name for the historical Oktoberfest. And it was so successful that it's taken place every year since. And the inhabitants of Munich in particular fell in love with their Oida Heisen so much that it only takes a year off if the Bavarian Agricultural Fair, which takes place every four years, happens to be on at the same time. So basically, the Oidenfest doesn't happen if the Bavarian Agricultural Fair is happening. So there you have it. So like we said at the beginning, Oktoberfest was canceled for this year, but it is scheduled for next year. So fingers crossed. And that'll take place Saturday, September 17th at noon. And it runs through October 3rd. So now you might be asking, it's mostly in September. Why is it called Oktoberfest and not Septemberfest? I ask this all the time. (laughs) Well, I'm going to give you a little bit of a knowledge bomb here. All right. So the majority of the 16 to 18 days of Oktoberfest does take place in September, not October. The name comes from the history of the Wiesen. The occasion for the first Oktoberfest in 1810 was the wedding that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. On October 12th, 1810, the festivities began and ended on October 17th with a horse race. Since, you know, obviously this is so well received and it's kind of exploded to 6 million people a year showing up, they had to extend it and they brought it forward into September, mostly because of the weather. Makes sense. Yes. So in Munich, at the end of September, it provides a pleasant, mild, and what they call an Indian summer, which is true Oktoberfest weather. If they kind of pushed it more into October, it would be kind of yucky. Yeah. And people would probably still go, because if I'm drinking and it's gross outside, I care less. But, (laughs) you know, you're trying to bring your kids and stuff, or even teenagers, you want the weather to be good. That's fair. That's fair. So now you all probably know more about Oktoberfest than maybe you want to know. But I mean, I found it kind of interesting. I did too. I always like a good history lesson. It's nice to have some background on why we do the things we do and where they Mm -hmm. came from, in my opinion. So yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Yes. So before we're done today, um, just a few reminders. There is that October YouTube contest going on. Literally, all you have to do is subscribe to YouTube. And a lot of you have gone over and done that already. If you haven't yet, just go do it. 
the winner will get a free piece of apparel from our shop. So it's a pretty nice gift. Yep. <laughs> At least I think it is. I like more hoodies, personally. <laughs> me too. Me too. We also have a series over on our Patreon. If you haven't gone and checked it out yet, it's called Straight No Chaser. And it is available to our patrons at the $5 level and above. So go to patreon.com slash drink and farm, go join that $5 level and you'll have access to all 20 plus old episodes. And it's, it's a really fun little mini series and we're just going to keep doing that for, I don't know, I guess until we get bored of it and we aren't yet. So it'll be a while. (laughs) Yes. Make sure you hit the subscribe button while you're listening or watching and download the episode. If you're listening on a podcast player this helps people like you find us, and it's a great way to, you know, support the podcast for free. And do us a favor and share this episode over on Instagram and your stories. Tag us at Drink and Farm. We'll send you a promo code for a discount in our merch shop that is just for that episode, so you can save a few bucks and get some cool gear. And take a look at today's show notes to find links to those Oktoberfest articles we talked about. There's also a link to a survey, and it's anonymous, but it's a great way for you to provide us feedback on how we're doing. And there's also links to our social media and our merch and all that fun stuff, too. Yep. So that's it. That's everything we know about Oktoberfest. Yes. If you've been to Oktoberfest or have some fun facts that we missed, please share those over on our Facebook group, We Drink and We Farm Things, because with our German heritage, we would really like to know those things. Yes, yes, we would. But yeah, maybe we need to talk to the people at Oktoberfest and get sponsored so we can do a field trip to Oktoberfest. Drink and farm Oktoberfest. I think everyone is going to be in on that. (laughs) Yes. All right, we'll go work on that. But until next time, drink, farm, and give zero clucks. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things, we farm things. We drink and farm